amazing, exciting guests today. Two of my favorite people. Ryan Azzarello, if you're listening to this, I called you my favorite guest in the last episode. I know you guys probably didn't hear this yet, but Ryan Azzarello, I'm stripping that title from you right now. I'm giving it to these two. Introduce yourselves. Go oh, ahead, Harry. Uh, my name is Harry. That was, <laughs> what was that? Okay, Yosef, please top that. <laughs> what is going My name is Yosef. Oh my God. Um, okay, so today's episode is going to be a thought experiment that was brought to me by these two guys who, by the way, I went to journalism school with. They are NBA junkies like myself. Today's topic is going to be the top 25 players under 25 years old or 25. Sorry, I should have stated 25 that. and under. 25 and under. Um, we're going to go in order. So we're going to do like a snake draft. And I didn't tell you guys the order, but we're going to go Yosef, Harry, and then me. So I get three and four. Yeah, sorry. I, I, uh, I threw them a curveball. Um, You're going to give yourself a position like that. That's messed up. I, Yosef, are you writing this down? I'm assuming you're writing these. these I'm, I'm going to write it down, yeah. And I, actually, we can, uh, we can do it in the chat here, too. So yeah, let's do it in the chat. Perfect. Um, we just actually witnessed the crazy ending to the Nets and Wizards. Did, did you guys want to mention anything? Are we, are we nervous about the Russell Nets? Russell Westbrook is back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Harry, you got anything? I'm out on the Nets. Wow. Um, what a... You know what? That's me and Harry. We had a we had a phone conversation probably two weeks ago, and we both agreed that the Nets were unstoppable. And now we're both sitting here after the Nets gave up. What was it? One hundred and forty-seven points, which is it's a typical night in the office for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, They saved Russell Westbrook's career. (laughs) They really did. Brooklyn Nets. Think about this. Russell Westbrook's career, think about all the people who've been trashing him. This is a guy who was left for dead, and they single-handedly revitalized his career. So, I mean, if that's not a statement of the state of the Nets defense in 2021, I don't know what is. (laughs) Very well said. I actually, we should do this before we get started. Why don't we do a really quick breakdown of where our hearts are at with our teams we can start with Emmanuel quickly and the Harry Leao Knicks. Go ahead, Harry. How do you feel right now? There's only I'm out on the Nets because there's only one contender in the entire Eastern Conference, <laughs> and that's the New York Knicks, who are currently sitting. Okay, we we took a fat L today, but whatever. New York Knicks are currently sitting. What's their record? Yo, do you know it? The New York Knicks. I do not. It's we be are a- nine and twelve. That's amazing. Okay, we are, we are in ninth place right now. Actually, I think we might be tied for eighth. Yeah, we are tied for eighth place right now. If the season ended today, we would be in a play-in tournament, as I've predicted. Against the Can we actually no, can we just take two minutes? Like, I don't care about what you guys have to say. Can we just, can we just take two minutes to jerk me off real quick? Because <laughs> I was the only person who said the Knicks were going to play competitive basketball in the offseason. Except for Armand. Except for Armand. Armand was there, too. But come well, on, man. Like, I was saying it more for satire. And you said eighth, uh, you're in eighth place. Speaking of eighth. How about the eighth pick in the draft, Obi Toppin? How are we feeling about Obi? Ain't no stopping. Say it, Armand. Ain't no stopping, Obi. No, Toppin. you're just supposed to say Obi Toppin. I say oh. ain't no stopping. You say Obi Toppin. Let's try it again. Okay. Ain't no stopping. Obi Toppin. There we go. I'm leaving. Harry, <laughs> how do you feel? I'm about, the podcast. Genuinely, I, I, I'm going to try to say this without laughing. How do you feel about Obi Toppin right now? 
bro, how do you, I don't I don't understand how you go from being like like twenty five a night, like corner three ball in the in 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 college, like crossover, like got a handle, and you can't like you literally can't do anything except catch and dunk. Like it's crazy. The Knicks have a surplus of those guys, catch and dunk. Yeah. I That's am about to puke with the Knicks talk. Let's go on to the Sixers real quick and get an update from Yosef Nasser. How are we feeling? Listen, I've said, like, the, 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 the fake sports media haters ha- have tried to break apart Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid um, for years now. And what I've said to you guys is that <laughs> – what I've said to you guys is that, yes, they're not the perfect fit, but you can look across NBA history and see two guys who – aren't necessarily the perfect fit. And the way to kind of bridge that gap is to have the surrounding pieces be complementary guys who can make that extra pass, hit open threes, play defense. And I think that particularly Seth Curry and Danny Green have done that. Tyrese Maxey, he's a little bit inconsistent, but um, he's a young, promising, energetic guy who, you know, off the bench has given us good minutes. I mean, Dwight Howard, we we get killed in the minutes that Joel is not playing. But still, I mean, as a backup center, he, he, he's good, and I just think that something about – Doc has mind-tricked Tobias into thinking that he's way better than he's shown since he's been a sixer. He, he's been terrific. He's killing switches. I mean, you saw it in the Lakers game. He got the switch on Caruso, and, and that's easy money for him. So um, I'm not convinced that in the playoff – when the playoffs come around that Tobias is going to be the same guy that he's been. But, I mean, he, he's in that all-star conversation for me. Um, so I, I'm thrilled about this team. It's a little bit funky, but I, I still have optimism. This is as good as I've felt since we had Jimmy Butler. <laughs> instead of uh, instead of doing Bulls talk, I'm gonna. You guys are both rumored to take our star player Zach Levine. I'm just gonna pose you guys a hypothetical. How many first round picks is it gonna take for both of you to want to fire your GMs for Jimmy? Like, let's say the Knicks give up four. What's the number to want to just fire everybody? For Jimmy Butler? You're saying how many no, for, for, for Zach Levine, sorry. For oh, Zach yeah. Levine. Like, how much is too much? For I, think two is fine. Two. I think two is fine as long as they're protected, like reasonably protected. Unlimited. I would sell the farm. Oh. All right. Sell the farm. Yeah, let's talk I business think, uh, after the podcast. I mean, Zach is my number one pick for a top 2,500 20, oh. so. Is he the best athlete in the NBA right now? He's the best player in the NBA. Are we not including Hamidou Diallo? <laughs> but I, I think that Zach can do everything Hamidou can do, and yeah. he can shoot it too. So, um, I don't know. Uh, Zach makes plays, baseline cuts. Like, even, like, he, he's athletic. His shooting even looks athletic, where he's, like, importing his body all over the place and knocking it down. I, I'm – there, Zach is a kind of a polarizing player because he doesn't win. You know, he, I think he leads the league in turnovers. Uh, last I checked, um, I thought you were gonna say he leads the league in losses, just like he leads the league in L's because you were like he doesn't win. But I, I think that like he he's miscast, man. Like he's the next gen. He, he he's this generation's version of like a J.R. Smith. You remember J.R. on the Nuggets? Like this guy, you know, w- would go on streaks of you know, twenty points, twenty five points. Like, that, that's how I see Zach. And, and, you know, obviously in the modern game, you have to be able to do a little bit more than, than shoot it. And Zach kind of combines that ability to put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, um, you know, still gets lost defensively. But I, I think that um, he, 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 because he's the best player on the Bulls, he, he's asked to do more than 
what he'd be doing in an ideal role. Like if you can put him next to some of these guys that we're going to have on our 25 under 25 list, um, you know, I, I think that he'd be an ideal compliment, right? Compliment, excuse me. Um, right now he, he's kind of um, being tasked with being the, the fulcrum of the offense, running the offense. And I think that um, he's eventually going to reach a place in his career where he, he's going to be able to play off guys. And I think that, um, I think Armand, you, you, you said that like he, he, in terms of mentality, he'd be a good guy to uh, have on, on the heat, for instance. Like if you could put a guy with that tenacious work ethic um, and, and actually apply it in a way that impacts winning, uh, like, you know, you would see uh, kind of a paradigm shift in terms of the way that people perceive him. So I, I, yeah. I'm still very much in on, on Zach. I know that there are people who don't like him, but it's just like, you can't be, he's 50, 40, 90, man. Like, basically uh, round down here and there. But I mean, that type of offensive skill package, it, it, it's rare stuff. It is rare stuff. And I, I do believe I said something to that effect. I think what I said was basically, if you get him away from the losing franchise, which is the Chicago Bulls, that has been absolutely inept since. Up, MJ up, up, up. You said no Bulls talk. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no more Bulls talk. Did I make my pick? Yeah, go go ahead. Let's start right here. Number one pick. Hey, I don't want to alarm anybody, but it says re- remaining meeting time eight minutes. Yeah, uh, we're working on that right now. It's gonna be a very yeah. quick draft. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. So yeah, with the first pick, um, I've got to go. First of all, so the options here, there, there are no options. The only option right now is Nikola Jokic. Uh, th- this is a guy who dropped forty-seven um, this afternoon. He's one of the front runners for MVP, and even as the guys around him have kind of, you know, Jamal Murray is not the guy that we've seen in the bubble. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been in and out of the lineup because of COVID and um, other things. Um, he, Paul Capital. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Um, but, no, Nikola Jokic is the only answer here. Um, so Amazing. He, the He's only up- answer, you, you put him that highly over Luca. Yes, because, like, so if we're, if we're doing this last year, then um, it's a conversation for sure. Um, but, uh, like, my understanding of this, 20, 25 best players under 25, I'm perceiving this as right now. Like, maybe long-term yeah. you look at a Luca um, for sure. But, like, this season in 2020, 2021, um, I think that having Jokic on your team, he, he, he's, he, he's an offensive machine. Like, he, you can put – me, you, Armand, and um, uh, name your average NBA player, and he could probably get us to the top 15 in, in NBA offensive efficiency. I disagree. So, I, I, I think as special as Jokic is, there's no way he could have carried our intramural team. There's no, no <laughs> way. Well, no, well, well, we're competing against Northwestern kids, of course. We, we'd be – Nah, nah, we were a lost But anyway, uh, Jokic, not Luka, is my, is my guy at number one, so – so, okay, I'm I'm number two. Um, I know I just I know I just uh, uh, dropped Luca's name, but I'm gonna throw a curveball in here. Uh, let's go. I'll go with um. Let's go with Jalen Brown. We're t- wow. we're talking about we're talking about this. You said we're talking about this season only. We are talking about right now. Luca has not made a jump shot in like four months. Jalen Brown has made every jump shot he's seen in the last four months. He's just he's fucking awesome, dude. I don't have to say. Well, I'm I'm at a loss for words. Um, wow. Yeah, that's I mean, you just handed me Luka Doncic. Um 
that's I mean, this is a bra- no brainer. I'm shocked that Lucas slipped to three, and I don't disagree with anything that either of you said. But still, to see Luka Doncic slip to three, for me, he's he's the face of the future of the NBA with Jokic. Granted, with Jokic, but and I understand they're they're eight and eleven. They're struggling. I just something about how effortless he makes the game of basketball, and plus he's a wing, which I personally, I value that more than a big, no offense to Jokic because he's such a transcendent big. Um, I would go Luca and let's, let's go to number four. So I said snake. So I guess um, snake number four. Have you guys watched the Pelicans recently? I mean, Zion is absolutely unstoppable. He's unstoppable. Everybody knows what's coming. He's number four pick for me, and he's an absolute freak, even more so than I think he was at Duke. I don't know what happened. He got in shape, and it's like it's it's a joy to watch him on a nightly basis now, even though their team sucks, and he doesn't really play defense. But it's still, for me, he's he's my number four pick. Speaking of unstoppable, I'm at the number, one, uh, number five pick. This guy coming down the lane, you know he's going to shoot a floater every time. Can't do anything about it. Fuck it. It's Emmanuel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll take it serious. I'm going to take this serious. Okay. <laughs> so my fifth pick though. I mean, I don't know. I don't, actually don't know what you guys are going to think of this, but I, I think this highly of this, of this individual, I'm going to go with John Morant. Okay. Because I, I really think that, um, I don't think this version of jaw is, um, I mean, I know we're just going off of this season, but I mean, he's been a monster this season. What am I talking about? I mean, he's missed a bunch of games because of that ankle injury, but when he's played, I thought he's had nights where like, They've basically just outwilled themselves over a better team because Jaws on the floor and he's the best player on the floor. And um, I, I, I just think maybe like the media narrative hasn't caught up yet to how dominant Jaws has been out there. Like I think he, it's the same thing as with Zion. Like the guy looks more athletic like every time I see him. So, so the two guys I'm going to go with are, are two guys. The first guy is going to be uh, Jason Tatum. And, you know, Jalen Brown has outshadowed him. Um, to this point in the season, but Jason Tatum since entering the league has been a proven playoff performer. And, you know, I, I think, you know, when it comes to a playoff scenario, having a guy who can get his own shot in the way that he can, um, it, it's just hard to beat. And then the, the other guy I'm going to go with here is going to be Bam Adebayo. Now the heat haven't been winning and that might, um, that might, um, uh, kind of dissuade people from putting him this high on this list, but he, he's one of these centers like who, who can be the fulcrum of your offense in the way that a Jokic is uh, obviously not as good or versatile as Jokic, but um, you know, better defensively for sure, you know, still is the primary playmaker on the team, especially when Jimmy's uh, not around Jimmy's Jimmy Butler's missed a, a good amount of time. And um I don't know. I think we're going to continue to see Bam add tricks to his back, right? So, you know, he, he's been shooting that mid-range jumper and he's been really efficient with it. Um, him on those dribble handoffs, you know, diving to the rim. I, I'm, a, I'm big on Bam here, and I think this is the right spot. Um, the other guy I considered was Brandon Ingram, and we'll see where he ends up. But um, for me, it's going to be Jason Tatum and Bam Adebayo here. I'm going to go um, – next pick, I'm going to go with um, – I'm not going to go – um, that direction. I'm going to take a uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think Utah has, has shown like they're actually 
In my opinion, I think they actually are legit contenders. We'll see how it translates to the playoffs. But to me, they look a little different this year. And I think it comes down to, to Mitchell. Like, if you look at his numbers, it's actually pretty much the same as last year. He's shooting better, better, from, uh, better three ball. But it's like, when he's out there, I don't know. I just I trust him more. I feel like he's just he's matured a lot, you know? Fair enough. Um, I can't believe that I'm the one that's going to have to do this after I just hopped on the bandwagon yesterday. I'm going to go LaMelo Ball here. <laughs> I mean, wow! <laughs> what's the wow about? He's a trend. I mean, wow. yes, for me, I love him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. For me, it's 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 a little surprising, but I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, it is not a no-brainer because my next pick is Trey Young. Um, I think either one of those in in whatever order. I I went Lamelo first because of his size, uh, but those two they have been absolutely. I mean, they're must-see TV. Again, all these guys are must-see TV. But those two, especially LaMelo, when he has it going, his passing is so out of this world. And it's it's almost every pass he makes, it's like, whoa, like you have to always, when he has the ball in his hands, like watch him. And I don't know how many players in the league you can say that about. Like, yes, Luka is unstoppable as a passer, as a playmaker, and so is LeBron. I don't know if either of them – I'm sure they could be if they wanted to, but the sauce on the passes, like every pass is just saucy by LaMelo, and I, I love it. I'm, I'm all in. I actually want to comment on uh, LaMelo before you want to say something about Trey Young, if that is the case. He and John Moran. So Zoom just decided to rudely kick us out, so we're going to pick up right where we left off with the point that Yosef was about to make. Go ahead, Yosef. So LaMelo Ball, this might seem a little bit early for him on a list like this, um, but the reason why – I don't want to say I, I endorse it or I like it, but the reason I, I guess I can understand it is because his vision, he sees things before they happen. And, and I actually sent you guys a clip on the Bucks game yesterday, and you, you can look at the numbers, 27 points plus 30, 37 plus minus. Um, there's a play where P.J. Washington is, is at the top of the key, and LaMelo cuts back door. That draws Brooke Lopez in to help. And LaMelo, um, he and Ja, I think they're the best at this, where they can make it look like they're about to shoot and hang in the air for the longest possible time and then drop it off for a, a pass, you know, to the opposite corner. And it, it's that type of ability, making your teammates better. Think about the Charlotte Hornets um, in, in our lifetimes, right? They, they've always been – the Charlotte Bobcats and then the Charlotte Hornets, one of the most irrelevant franchises in the league. And, and this one kid, Kemba couldn't even do it to where like there must see TV, whether you're, you're following along on television, whether you're looking at House of Highlights, whether you're looking at Instagram, whether you're looking um, on Twitter, like this guy is electric and he's turned you know how uh, Lonzo and Zion had that connection last year where Lonzo's throwing half-court lobs to, to Zion Williamson? LaMelo has turned Miles Bridges into his own Zion Williamson. It's incredible. Um, and I think that it, it's brought light to how fun uh, the announcing crew is. That, uh, the Hornets announcer, and I've got to Google his name because uh, forgetting it at the time, but um, him and Del Curry uh, – they're just electric and um it, he, he's brought so much fun and so much joy um 
LaMelo has to, to this Hornets team. And all of a sudden, Ar- Armand, I don't know, is this kind of a shift from you? I, I know that you did the 2020 redraft. Where did you have LaMelo? Remind folks who your top five were in on that group because all of those guys obviously are under 25. So actually, I believe I had LaMelo number one. And, and yeah. I hated him when I had him number one. Yeah, I think he went – I went LaMelo, then Halliburton, top two. And Willie, Patrick Williams is number three. Okay. But Our, I was so, I mean, skeptical. That, that, that was my point on, on LaMelo. Just, to, you know, his vision is so special. And obviously, Trey Young, a guy like that as, as well. And I think that his stock has taken a little bit of a hit given the up-and-down nature of the Hornets. And he hasn't shot it quite as well as he did last year. But, I mean, I don't think you can argue with, you know, everything he has in his bag. I, I just think, you know, because of the defense, because of the – the way that he plays, and I think he's a little bit unpopular amongst some people and, you know, who follow basketball, but he's still, you know, a, a dynamic offensive talent. 100% agree. Um, yes, let's get back to the picks now. It's your pick, Harry. Uh, we're on pick number 11. The last pick was Trey Young. Trey Young was the 10th pick. I'm taking Shea. Give me Shea Gilgis Alexander. It's a great pick. This guy has taken a absolute freaking jump. Um, I thought about taking Ingram here, but I, I just think Shea's been so good, man. So good. Like, if you like, I love this OKC team. They're just so they can't score at all. They can't they can't even really play basketball, but they're so athletic and they just love running around and hitting people. And um, Shea is really the only guy that can like do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, and he does stuff very well. Yosef, anything to say? No, I mean, I, I, there are a few guys on the list I'd take a little bit ahead of Shea, but, you know, this is the range where, you know, Shea Gill just – I mean, this is another guy, you know, great positional size, great at changing speeds, playing at his own pace. Um, and, and it's really almost unfair to, to evaluate him um, in the context of the situation that he's in versus some of these other guys because he, he just does – I mean – you know, the starters have, have played kind of well, but, you know, this team is overmatched every night and he's still getting it done. So, you know, he's definitely in, in this range for me. The, the three guys I'm looking at here with uh, my uh, back-to-back picks, Carl Anthony Towns, 25, you know, he, he's obviously ha- has his critics, understandably so, but this is the range where, you know. We're talking about this season though, right? So I, I, has he played bad this season though? Has he played bad? He hasn't bad even played. Before? He's played four games, and he, you know, he's given you cat-like numbers. Um, so I'm not picking anybody who's, who's played four games. They're just not even in my draft pool. Okay, so I, I guess philosophically, Armand, you're the host. Like, where, where do you think, you know, what should we do with a guy like Cat? Because he's one of the guys I'm looking at. Brandon Ingram, obviously, and then the third guy I think, and I'm going to go with him here. Demonis Sabonis. This guy's been excellent. Oh, yeah. and, you know, we talk about these centers being the fulcrum of, you know, the, their offense. This guy is a bully down low. And, you know, he, he did this in college. I remember, you know, there was a matchup between Gonzaga and Utah. And, you know, he, he put Jakob Pertl in the bucket time after time after time. And, you know, fast forward five, six years, and, and he's doing that to, to people in the league. His passing is tremendous. He, I mean, it's hyperbolic to say that anybody's a, you know, poor man Jokic or anything like that. But it, it, functionally, that's what he's doing. Um, he's an absolute beast. He, he plays with the swag. Him and Brogdon. You know, their, their, their chemistry is outstanding. So I'm going to go with Domas, uh, Domas here at 12. Um, and, you know, Armand, can we get a ruling on Cap? 
What, what, what do we do with him? Because like it's twenty, um, it's the top twenty-five under twenty-five, and I understand you know people aren't playing, but you know, think let's, let's let's just include him for the sake of this. Um, okay. So you had Sabonis, and then you want to go Towns at thirteen. No, I, I think I'm going to leave Towns out there. Um, I think I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. This guy, you know, it's a, it's a funky team, right? But you know, this guy is a bucket. Um, and I, I think that you used to be critical of him because you felt that he was one of these DeMar DeRozan, isocentric all-stars. But I think that he's, he's done a nice job of like hammering down that shot to where he can play off the ball a little bit. Um, and, and he can still get you buckets at any time. So I'm going to go, uh, Brandon, B.I., Brandon Ingram. All right. Let's go on to Harriet pick number 14. Okay. Um, oh. Guys, I actually want to take RJ here so bad. But I, I'm gonna let me give me give me uh give me De'Aaron Fox. Give me De'Aaron Fox. I think um Fox is just um I just think he's really taking taking reins the reins of this uh this Kings team who you know they, they kind of suck. But you know what? Everybody in the West that kind of sucks is also like kind of pretty good, and I kind of like them. Um, and I think dude, man, I kind of like this Kings team is kind of feisty. And I think De'Aaron. Darren is like the heart and soul of this. You know, you saw that big dunk that he threw down. What did he have, like 40 that night or something? Crazy. Um, yeah, I think he's ready. I think he's ready to be 14th on my 2525 list. Well, I can't believe nobody's done this, but I mean, number 15, Devin Booker. Um, for me, how many the, games has he played? It, it can't be that many. How many has he played? Go ahead. I'm looking it up right now. 14. Hey, he's played enough. So we're at no, pick number 15 here. And I honestly think like the last from pick four to pick 15, if you picked Devin Booker fourth, I wouldn't be mad at you. If you picked him 15th, I wouldn't be mad at you. The variance between these, the difference between these guys, they're all bound to be stars really in the way I look at it. It's, it's so close um and booker how big do you think that tier is like is it how big do i think it is yeah because you know we we, we we've knocked out a big chunk of these guys and, and you can argue that you can you know flip-flop them wherever and, it, and it's you know it's fair game so um what's the highest i mean you, you you think the highest he could be is five six devin booker yeah like right after Zion, probably maybe even before Zion, it the guy scored seventy in a game. Like Booker I, is so good, man. Yeah. Very, and, and also, I mean, I think there's this narrative that he's having a down season. That's only compared to the standard he set last year in the bubble. I mean, you you look at the numbers: twenty two points a game, um, you know, forty seven percent from the field, thirty four from three. So I mean, you know, he, the sister down because he's playing next to Chris Paul. So. Um, I think he just hasn't played enough for me. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, dude, I, I picked the guys like a dark horse MVP before the season. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The guy, he he is one of those transcendent players, especially going forward. With pick number 16, this is where it gets difficult for me. Um, it, it really gets difficult. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Jamal Murray because – I, I can't forget what he did in the bubble. I'm sorry. I, I just can't do it. I don't care what he does in the regular season. The guy looked like a superstar last year, and him and Jokic combined almost got to the NBA Finals. And I don't think it was all Jokic. 
Go ahead, Harry. You think he's saving it up? Yeah, I definitely think he's saving it up. I think he got his massive contract uh, last year, and he's not playing for a new contract yet, although some say you're always playing for a new contract. I think he really feels safe in his uh, contractual situation. I think he feels nothing to prove right now, and I feel like he understands that he needs his body ready for the grind of a postseason. So I'm really, really high on Jamal Murray. I'm so happy that you did that and you took the far inferior player because at number 17, who I thought you were going to go with, he falls on my lap. Give me Zachary Lavine. Oh, come on. Guys, guys, let, let, me, just, let me just read some numbers to you that you're very familiar with, okay? 27 points a game, five rebounds a game, five dimes a game. And as Yosef said, literally in the 50-40-87 club, whatever. You know, I mean, come on. Like, what more do you want from this guy? Like, Less I, don't understand, I don't understand what he has to do to get some fucking respect around here. He's crazy. Like, Go go to the turnover categories and look. What are, come on, man. Turnovers. Stop, stop, dude. We slammed this man for it. It's like, it's unnecessary. For those who have to know, he is averaging four and a half turnovers a game. That is not a low number. So. <laughs> He's in a role that he wouldn't be on if he was on a team other than the Bulls that had a primary playmaker. I mean, this guy is a force cutting to the rim, puts so much pressure on your help defense. And then, you know, you have to close out on him because he's a 40% shooter and he gets the live five, six times a game. I, I think that oh. if you put him um, next to a Jokic in the Jamal Murray spot, I mean, I think you'd have a greater appreciation. I, I think your disrespect for him, Armand, is because you close. You- such a high standard like you know yeah he's not Kobe Bryant okay like we, we get it but he's, he's he's pretty fucking close to be honest with you <laughs> oh come on <laughs> dude that shot is dude his shot is so effortless man I'm such a fan of the guy bro come to the Knicks where I would appreciate you man you don't need this garbage from these fake Bulls fans out here oh I'm not a hater I just I'm not I'm not a I'm not the biggest Levine guy either Yosef go ahead with picks 18 and 19 all right. I, I know this is controversial. I think I have to take Cat here. At some point, it gets silly to look at the list of names. I get he's played four games. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Cat and Ben Simmons here. So, um, <laughs> um, one of the best shooting big men in the league. He's never won. I mean, made the playoffs one time and disappeared against the Rockets, a series they lost, I believe, in five. But still – I mean, think about the teammates the guy's played with. I mean, he's played with Andrew Wiggins, you know, a season, you know, a few games of Jimmy Butler and um, then D'Angelo Russell, who is uh, under 25, and we'll see if he makes an appearance on this list. Um, time's running out. But, um, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns at 18. And then Ben Simmons, one of the most polarizing players in the league, one of the most disrespected superstars in the league. Hold the beat. Superstar. He's not a superstar. I get it. But still, like – come on. Versatile defensively, um, the transition killer, as I like to call him. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I feel like he, he, he's like the ultimate glue guy, but because he was the number one pick, because he was dubbed, oh, you know, could this guy be the next LeBron? Um, even that this outcome, um, you know, what, five years into his career, four years into his career, um, people people view it as a disappointment, but he's still a very good player. And, you know, if he is, um, you know, this super athletic version of 
Draymond Green, obviously comparing someone to Draymond Green is hyperbolic because he's a genius defensively. But um, at some point, you know, Ben Simmons, he, I mean, the dimensions, the, the versatility, the passing, um, I, I think that might be getting him at a, a little bit of a discount here, guys. I don't know. But, you know, he, he definitely belongs on this list, and I'm happy to have him at 19. I'm so glad that you were the one who had to take him because, like, I'm not – you know how I feel about Simmons. That guy sucks, bro. He sucks. <laughs> Me and Arlon are the only people who like him. You're the last people on Ben Simmons Island. It's crazy. Um, all right, with the, uh, the next pick, um, so, again, I just feel like I'm, I'm getting crazy value here. I feel like, um, I feel like Popovich, man. I'm going to take Christian Wood. That's a great pick. Give me, give me C. Wood at 20. A, a cool 23 and 10 at night. I mean, come on, man. What do you want? This guy's like the best offensive big man in the NBA right now, other than Jokic. This is I, – I like that pick. Well, man, yeah, it gets really, really difficult here at 21 and 22. Um, there is, I would say, I guess you could call it a, a drop-off after Christian Wood. Oh, I, no. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a drop-off, and that's why I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Kobe White at 21. I'm sorry. Let's go. What? I don't care. I, I really <laughs> don't care. Ten picks earlier. <laughs> Wait, what? This is way too late for Kobe. Way too low. Way too low. I mean, I have to temper my expectations because he's having a down season. But I honestly think that he can be a Shea Gilgis Alexander. He can be a Jamal Murray. He can be. But he's been very inconsistent, so I have to temper it and take him 21 and not where I originally wanted to take him, which is number five above John Morant. Um, <laughs> with that being said, it, it doesn't get any easier with pick 22, but I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr., and again, this guy, he could be so much higher. It's just the yeah, consistency, he could, yeah. the he's attitude. Also played, he's also a guy who's only played nine games. Yeah. Um, the talent is undeniable. The only other guy that I've ever seen in my life, you guys can chime in on this, that can just rise up over anybody is Kevin Durant and just shoot. And it doesn't matter who's guarding him. doesn't matter how tall they are. He can get his shot off whenever. So Kobe and MPJ. Yeah. I love it. Let's keep it moving. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go OG Ananobi. Wow. Give me OG. Look, I, I, know, I know OG hasn't taken quite the leap that people might have thought. You know, I think a lot of people looked at this Toronto season, and they, they're like, wow, Pascal, that's not it, bro. That ain't it for me, dog. And they thought, you know, who's, who's next up? Uh, I know a lot of people are tar- you know, kind of looking at OG to step up in that role. And the Raptors suck. I mean, there's just no way around it. They fucking blow, dude. They're terrible. But – um. OG's, OG's, OG's been quietly pretty freaking good this year, man. Like four, 15, 5, you know, um, shooting pretty good splits, shooting over 40% from three. Um, I don't know, man. I just – I like him. I think he's a good, a good two-way player. Joseph, close us out. You got the last two. And this is tough because we've referenced kind of the drop-off after Christian Wood, and it's kind of that next tier, that next group of young up-and-coming guys who – been in the past two or three draft classes and I'm looking at four guys here um, who I'm considering and um, those guys are Colin Sexton, um, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Mikhail Bridges and I, I guess you have to look at Halliburton and you know, I want to throw quickly in there too like I want to throw quickly in there too like I feel like 
what what can't can't the guy what can't the guy do offensively? I mean, it, it's I mean he's put up twenty five point games the past three games. Um, oh, can I just read you RJ Barrett's numbers though? <laughs> yes, yes. Almost eighteen points a game, seven seven boards a game, three and a half dimes a game. I mean, look, that's all you need to know, man. The guy's amazing. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colin Sexton. You have to. I mean, you have to give him up for what he's doing. Um, the Cavaliers were an afterthought coming into the season, and you know his tenacity, his athleticism, his his quickness. Um, you know, he, he's just a professional scorer, and I, I think that um, this is a really good spot. I mean, I disagree I, on the professional scorer bit. I think Colin Sexton. What I love about him, he's a professional asshole. <laughs> Like, he's so good at, like, he almost does, like, the playoff Rondo thing, but in a more, like, aggressive way. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, playoff Rondo would never address the playoff Rondo in the room. Whereas, like, Sexton is like, oh, we're playing the Nets, bro? Let's go. Like, I'm going to be in your face for, like, 48 minutes. Like, I don't know. I like that a lot about Sexton. We've talked about these 50, 40, 90 guys. I mean, he's 50, 40, 80. And, you know, getting to the line six times a game um, – you know the passing isn't quite as bad as you know it's been his first uh, it's been in his first two years um and, and he's a guy who talks trash man he, he he will he will lay into you and he and he always carries the mentality like he's the best guy on the court regardless of who he's going against um and i i think like you look at the cavaliers right so um standings wise they are seventh so nine and ten like he's their best player like Larry Nance, Larry, Larry Nance is very good. Andre Drummond's very good. Garland's missed some time. I mean, he he he's not going to make the All Star team this year, but he's definitely going to be in that snub conversation, honorable mention conversation. Give me Colin Sexton. Then I think I know you like RJ. It's the shooting. Like he's a dog, right? Like he he he's a bull, and I think that he's eventually going to get to a place where he's going to be on this list. Um, well, let me read you another stat from RJ. I'll just going off what you just said. He's shooting, <laughs> he's shooting 42% from the field and 28% from three. And he takes a trillion of them, dude. It's not like he's not getting any looks. Like, he takes 1,000 threes a game. So, no, not, I, know, I totally understand where you're coming from. He's not there yet. And I think that, you know, the comparison, like a Jimmy Butler, uh, again, way, way over his head. But, you know, eventually as he continues to get stronger, I, I think his best spot long-term, like, you know, is he a guy who you want as a, as a point forward, a point power forward, kind of that power, that power wing and you surround him with shooting. I mean, that's not going to happen with orange Julius and Mitchell Robinson, um, you know, clogging the lane, but you know, there, there there's a, there, I, I'm not out on RJ by any means. Um, there, there's a path for him to crack this list, you know, maybe well, next Mitchell year. Robinson is on my bottom 25 under 25. <laughs> we should do that the he's next under, time. He's under Theo Pinson, dude. Kobe oh. White might be a top 25 and a bottom 25. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on the night. Um, but I'm going to go DeAndre Hunter, and this was a tough one between him oh. and the But um, he's been the Hawks' second best player. And, right. um, you know, I was out on him after what I yeah. saw last year. I just didn't think the guy could shoot. But now not only is he shooting it well, he can put the ball on the deck. And, you know, he, he's taking tough defensive assignments. Um uh, give me DeAndre Hunter. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with him at uh, 25. So, um, I guess, I mean, Armand, you're, you're the conductor of the circus here. I mean, who'd we miss? What, what, 
what, what so, do we just stops? So um, let's Europe, all go around. Is not on the list. Yeah, mis- let's let's go around. We're each gonna get one honorable mention, and I and I can't believe this guy was not mentioned. So I'm gonna go first, so you guys don't steal him. He was the second best player. Oh well, so excuse me. He was the third best player on the NBA Finals runner-up last year. Tyler Hero. Oh my god, I forgot about him. There. Wow. Um, so that's my honorable mention. That guy, he, I understand he's the Heat in general, other than Bam, are having a down, down year. But that guy, to me, still has immense star potential, and um, definitely got to mention him. His case on the list was taken when you took Kobe White at twenty-one. That's the <laughs> spot right there. I hope you realize that. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for taking Alec. Calling <laughs> Alec. <laughs> Kobe. Uh, I got I got Kristaps. Kristaps is my honorable mention, but he only played nine games, so I'm not drafting him. I already, already, I've discussed this. I mean, I can't give just one guy. There's so many fun guys here. Um, I mean, I, I already said it. Mikael Bridges, um, Emmanuel Quickly, Tyrese Halliburton, um, James Wiseman. Nah, that's kind of another drop off. But those are kind of the guys I look at. Where it's New Wiggins. Like, the up-and-coming guys. I mean, shouts out Andrew Wiggins. He's turned himself to a decent wing, but, um, you know, not not quite on, on that tra- territory trajectory where I'd put him, you know, as an Well, honor. this was fun. If I'm not mistaken, Armand, we're about to turn into a pumpkin, so I'm not trying to – well, let's, uh, you know, let's keep it moving. Let's – yeah, the last thing I want to say is D'Angelo Russell at the beginning of this oh. year is probably a top 20 guy, and now I don't know which one of you made the joke that he's going to be the next Stefan Marbury in China, <laughs> but uh, whoever said that, kudos, kudos – Harry's raising his hand. Kudos to you because, yeah, this guy, what a dramatic – No, hey, uh, save it. Save it for our bottom 25 under 25. Bottom 25, yeah. Um, he's number one. That, unless you guys have anything left to say. I've got one more thing to say, and it's about D'Angelo Russell. This is my least favorite basketball player in the NBA <laughs> right now. Um, and, and the thing is, is that, like, I like him in interviews. He seems like a good guy. But, like, you know, I, I live in Nebraska. We get Thunder and Timberwolves games with our local package. So I watch a lot of D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards, who also didn't make the list. Um, but – the lack of intensity, like, it's one thing you don't have physical tools, right? But you can try. Like, he doesn't try. He tries to look like he's trying defensively. And then offensively, it's just like, I'm going to pay, you know, I'm going to bring up the, the ball off the court. I'm going to, you know, put it in between my legs, step back three. It's just like, show some effort, man. Like, play with some heart. Like, and it's, I, I, I've been a D-Lo apologist, you know, like, you know, he had a nice run in Brooklyn, but, you know, that's starting – liar when you can consider what he did in golden state when armand said he'd have the bulls trade three first round picks to get him in chicago um oh, and then he ended up going to minnesota and it looks like all of a sudden golden state you know for me and they get a top three protected first this year and it comes goes under protected next year so um that guy uh, i don't know man they sucks. All right, this was fun. This was very fun. Um, until next time, I can't wait to have you guys back on. Um, until next time, though, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, I would love to do a bottom 20. What would you say? He said, can we do a oh, bottom 20? Yeah, I'm down. Fans, let us know if you want it. All right, until next time, Armand out.